Welcome to The Confidence Club, where you'll get your weekly dose of all things mindset, personal growth, and self-development. I'm your host, Renelle Briggs, entrepreneur, podcaster, and digital creator, and I'm so excited that you're here. I love helping people discover their true potential to help them show up confidently in their life and reminding them that they are capable of making all of their biggest dreams come true. If this is your first time here, welcome to the club. Make sure to hit that follow button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening so that you can stay up to date with all the episodes. If you get value from today's episode, let me know by leaving a rate review or sharing on your socials and tagging us at the Confidence Club underscore. Ready to feel inspired? And you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Confidence Club podcast. I'm your host, Renelle Briggs, and I'm super excited to introduce my name twin to the podcast, Renelle Gordon. Fun fact, one of our first conversations was about how we had never met anyone else with our name, and from there, our, our friendship began. So I'm super excited to have her on the podcast today. Um, it's going to be so funny. Every time I refer to you, it's going to be like, I'm saying my name, but it's your name. So Renelle is the creator behind the blog, Sony Pass and Strong Shoes, where she shares content around mental health. Um, in her words, we're healing, growing, and thriving one day at a time. We both share an interest in topics surrounding self-development and self-improvement, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. So without further ado, let's give her a big warm welcome. Hey, Renelle, welcome to the Confidence Club. Hi, Renelle. It's so nice to be here. I always feel it's exciting how we, like how our friendship formed. I actually found Renelle through a hashtag on Instagram, and ever since then, we've connected, we've stayed in touch. So I'm really, really excited to be a guest on your podcast. All right. So let's kick it off by you telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do and tell us about your brand as well. How did Sony Pass and Strong Shoes come to be? Okay, sure. Just a bit of like an introduction. I am Renelle and I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. That's in the Caribbean. And I consider myself to be a social media marketer, content marketer and a blogger. And most importantly, I am the creator of Stony Pass and Strong Shoes. It is an inspirational and motivational um, page on Instagram that has really been something that I hold dear to my heart. And that I'm so excited to talk about it because it's something that I've been wanting to do for so long. So that now that I've actually seen it happen and, you know, I see myself like posting regularly. I really, really do. I'm really, really I'm glad that I followed up with the idea. I love that. I, I've been following your page for a while and it, it, it really is one of those motivational pages. But there's also like so much content and substance to it that you can tell that when you make a post, it's not just a post, like you're putting your whole heart into, you know, that mini blog format of a caption or even into the graphics that you use, the branding that you use, it all conveys like such a good message. So I love that. Um, So one of the things I want to talk a lot about is the mental health piece, because that's something that you prioritize over on your page. So I'm curious to know, how do you prioritize your own mental health? So this is like one of my favorite questions because I have been focusing a lot on mental health and how I can, you know, just help myself improve overall and like reduce anxiety. So one thing I have been doing a lot is more or less just doing things that make me feel good. And I know it sounds cliche, but for me, it's like if I had a hard day, I treat myself to like my favorite food. I Sometimes I just don't do anything when I come home. I like when I'm finished working, I just do nothing. And that's the best thing for me because sometimes I need to reset to, to recharge more or less. Um, one thing, I've, another thing I've been doing as well is more or less like focusing on where I spend my energy. So like a lot of times now, if, if I find myself or like if I have a situation that I know has nothing to do with me or like I know I can't fix it. And if it's something that I know is out of my control, I just leave it alone. Um, I feel like if it's important to understand that sometimes trying to fix everything or trying to 
you know, do everything on your own could actually do more harm than good. So I've been distancing myself from things that I know are not going to benefit me in the long run. And I won't lie, it's been actually very free. And I feel so much, I feel a lot lighter. And within doing that as well, I've also stopped just obsessing over things that I can't control. And that is like where my relationship with God comes into play a lot. Like I just allow him more or less to just do what he has to do because I know at the end it's going to work out how it's supposed to. I love that. That's such a good message to come back to. It's like not to focus too much on the things that you can't control. I know I've been um, trying to work on that too, because I need to get my emotions into check. I'm one of those people that bottles everything up. And then all of a sudden it kind of comes out when some minor inconvenience triggers it. And Mm -hmm. usually that's something that like, it's not that big of a deal. It's not something I have control over. It's not something that should be like making, having such a big impact on my life. Um, Something that you said that you I've noticed has been a big help is um, staying away from like conversations that don't involve you. And Mm -hmm. I love that. I feel like it's almost like you could call it gossiping. Like, I know that that might be like a high school term, but I feel like that's something that we do all the time. Like, and something that I've learned in terms of like relationships and mm-hmm. you know, protecting my own energy is if you can only have a conversation with somebody else where you're talking about someone else behind their back, it's probably not the right people to surround yourself with. And I see this happening all the time. What would you tell somebody who maybe wants to like stop actively being involved in those conversations? Like, let's say they're still in an environment where that happens. How can they kind of remove themselves from that situation? I think like what I what has been a big help, big help for me is more or less focusing on how I feel when I'm in that type of situation. You know, like sometimes, and I mean, I've been I've, I'm guilty of it, like being in situations where I've gossiped, and I realize that sometimes it puts me in a frame of mind where I think that you know, like I'm better than someone, or like I you know, I'm better off than them. And I just had to realize that that is not the mindset to have because I mean, at the end of the day, none of us are perfect. And also sometimes with gossiping, it involves like being so much or being so focused on someone else's life. And the amount of time you spend focusing on someone else and like talking about them, you could spend so much time doing something better for yourself. So I also had to realize, okay, I'm spending all this time doing that, but what is it doing for me in the long run? Is it making my life better? Is it making the person's life better? You know, it's like, if it has no benefits, then, you know, it's something I just needed to pull my, pull myself away from. And like, like, just like what I said, it just, it served me no purpose at the end of the day. And it was taking up energy that I needed for other things. So that was like the biggest factor in me realizing, hey, you know, I need to like cut down on this and like what I what I speak about, what I spend my time focusing on. So that was like a big help in me, um, more or less like cutting down, as you said, gossiping. I mean, it, it sounds silly, but it, that's what it is, gossiping. So, yeah. Oh, that's such a good outlook. Um, just talking about like, how do I put this? <laughs> Just talking about how if you use that energy and focus on yourself, then you could get a lot farther than focusing on them. And also like something that I've noticed, I don't know if this is a social psychology part of my brain, but a lot of times when we're like criticizing somebody for something, it's something that we're insecure about ourselves. So instead of like shaming them or talking about them with other people who probably have that same insecurity, like work on overcoming your own and becoming stronger that way. 
It is. A lot of times it is projection and it is stuff that we are we within ourselves are battling with and we see it in someone else or like we see someone else and we're like, okay, let's talk about it. But at the same time, we don't even realize that we have, we are like, as, as I said, we are battling with it on the inside. And it's only after you think, you sit and think about it, you realize, and okay, this is definitely something that I need to, to address and work on internally before I even, or you shouldn't even like address it for someone else but it's definitely something you need to work on and understand okay why am I talking about this what is my issue you know like what is the reason so yeah it, it most of the times it is projection like you said yeah I want to go back to something else that you were talking about um like one of the things that you do when you were saying that you try to engage in more activities that like things that you like and even though that sounds cliche like it does make such a big difference so I'm curious I and this is something I actually am curious about too like but I feel like it's something that goes through a lot of people's heads um, I feel like there's a thin line when it comes to like rest between taking rest because you need it or taking rest as like uh, an excuse and saying that you need it. How would yeah. you define like that line? So that's a really, really good question because sometimes I do battle with identifying, like distinguishing that line. Um, a lot of times, and this is bad, but I wait. Sometimes I wait until my body says I need a rest to take a rest. Um, and sometimes I feel it and I'm like, I'm mentally drained, emotionally drained. And I'm like, okay, I need a day. I, I call it reset days. So like recently I did take a reset day. I went to the beach and, you know, it's like, I shouldn't wait until my body says you need to slow down to do that. So what I'm trying to do now is more or less just try and be a little bit light on myself so even though I may not take a full day to recover I try to like like I'll, I'll, use, I'll use an example like with my to-do list like for work I would more or less try to like spread it out as much as possible so that I don't eventually like um expel all my energy so like just today I, I had like two other things I needed to finish and I'm like you know what tomorrow is another day I'll get it done and simple things like that work out for me in the long run because if I try to do everything all at once I eventually frustrate myself and you know you could you could spoil your whole mood by just doing too much so I'm learning to I'm learning, I'm not only learning to listen to my body but I'm learning to more or less divide or like focus on how I spend my energy like you know I do work from this time to this time but after that no work I'm like I'm resting so I think it's important to create boundaries mm, yes that's a really good idea are your to are your to-do list like long or do you just put like the key things on it so it's not long but I guess certain periods within the month might be more hectic I mean because I work in like market social media marketing but at the same time I try to spread out my tasks evenly throughout the week um, so I know I focus on the more heavy tasks, get them out of the way earlier in the week. And then I leave the rest of the week to like do, um, I split up my tasks like between Tuesday to Thursday and Friday to do lighter things. But there are some days where, you know, I would have to do a lot of heavy tasks and it might be more hectic. But at the same time, I just have to remind myself like every day won't be like that. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's good. And boundaries. I think that's so key because I feel like that's just like a way for you to realistically set like guidelines for what you know you need to get done like I know for me sometimes I struggle between resting and then you know pursuing my goals because I'm one of those people that has like all these big goals and I want to go after them but I'm also somebody who's working like a couple jobs and sometimes when I come home I'm like the last thing I want to do is work on the thing that's going to help me get to my goals but sometimes I know that that's you know fear or whatever like coming at me and I'm like no I gotta push through it and sometimes I'm like 
no, I actually need to take a rest. And some, I feel guilty when I rest because I'm like, oh no, I should be using my time doing something else. Um, so I'm always just curious. Yeah. Asking that question, like, how do you realistically know? But I think I I'm a big believer in like intuition. So I can usually tell like if I actually need a rest or if I'm like, you're just making that up. <laughs> um, okay. So, Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, for me with boundaries, what I do, like, I try to make sure that I work, I work within the hours that I'm supposed to work. I mean, it sounds it sounds cliche, but that's what I do. I mean, it helps. So, like, I know I'm working from this hour to this hour. And I know after that, after that, sorry, there's time for rest. Um, And like what you said, intuition. Sometimes I just get, like, this burst of energy and I get this burst of inspiration and I use it. So, like, I work on something that I'm supposed to do. And then there are times, just like what you said, I don't do anything and then I feel guilty, but I'm like, you know, I needed the rest. So like if I, let's say for the entire weekend, I didn't do any work or like I didn't work on any projects that I wanted to work on, but I spent it like sleeping or like watching my favorite TV show or even just like spending time with friends, I still consider that, you know, like time well spent. So I try not to make myself feel too guilty, but at the same time, I know I'm going to have to like push extra hard on this day to get certain things done. So I try not to make myself feel bad a lot. But I also realize that, you know, you just have to you just have to be easy on yourself because there's only so much you could do within the week or within, you know, a, a certain amount of time. Yeah, that's true. That burst of energy thing is real, too. I try to take advantage of that because I also know like energy is a big thing. Like if you're doing something, especially if it has to do with like people or like being social and you're like depleted, then any work that you, you do isn't going to be great anyways, because people can pick up on that energy. So sometimes I take that in. Like if I'm really just like emotionally drained, like I work two jobs that are like just around people all the time. So sometimes I come home and I'm like, I gave myself at work. I can't give anymore. Like I need to just recharge. Then I do take that because again, but then I'll capitalize on those moments where I'm like, okay, all of a sudden I come home from work and I'm like, I could work for like the next three hours on everything else that I'm doing. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah, I play, uh, I focus a lot on energy because like you said, if I'm not like 100, if my mind is not there, if I feel frustrated, more than likely I'm going to end up doing like to sound, not to sound bad, but I'm going to end up doing crap because I'm not giving it my all and I'm not focused. So what I do, I rather wait until my mind is like, let's say like between 95 to 100% there and then I'll do it. Because if I, if I do something and I'm not there mentally, I'm going to make mistakes and then I'm going to spend more time fixing it. So I, I focus a lot on when I feel good because I know that I'm going to perform my best. Yeah, exactly. Another tip that I can't remember where I heard this, but this is more, I guess, okay, I'm somebody, if it's the end of the day, then I don't mind taking a rest. It's more like when I have those days where um, it's like the beginning of the day and I'm like, I don't feel like doing anything. And I know that it's okay to have those days, but again, I'm yeah. one of those people that always has to be doing something. So something I heard of is doing um, an unproductive, productive activity. So something that is not actually on your to-do list. Like it's not that important to do, but if you do it, it's going to get you back into the groove of wanting to do things. So like, for example, for me, that would be like organizing my room, not cleaning my room because it's always clean, but like just organizing it. Like that's not necessary. Like my room is already organized. I don't need to do that, but it's something that if I do that, then I feel like I was busy. I feel like I got something done. So then I'm more inclined to do something else. But I swear we are similar in so many ways because that is exactly what I do. Like, let's just say I'm like in a rut. I get up and like I rearrange my room or like I reorganize something or I just even like make the bed. 
and I instantly feel like there's like an instant boost of productivity and I'm like okay I'm ready to take on anything so yeah it does, like it really really does help I know right um yeah so I just want to throw that in there for anybody that's listening that is ever in that because yeah it literally works um okay another thing I want to talk about is comparison because that's another topic that you talk a lot about in your posts and on your blog um mm-hmm. so I've got two questions that go with this. I'll, I'll say them both to you and you can answer whichever one first you want. Um, so the first one is what do you do when you fall into, into the comparison trap? And then is there such a thing as a healthy dose of it or is it always bad in your opinion? So comparison is like a huge topic for me right now, especially, um, especially as I'm getting older and as much as I don't want to admit it, I am. It's a hard reality, but we can't avoid it. And I sometimes I feel like if I'm not where I'm supposed to be, you know, like when you and I mean, that's something we do all the time. Like you have friends who have like, you know, they have different types of jobs or they are different spaces in their life. Let's say they're married and they have kids and you're like, okay, what about me? How come I'm not there as yet? So it's so easy to look at other people and feel as though, wow, I've done nothing in comparison to them. But when you reflect, when you reflect on your own um, progress, and that's what I do, I have to pull myself up, pull myself back. And I'm like, okay, Renal, focus on what you've done. And when I think about, you know, where I was like two years ago, three years ago, and where I am now, I'm like, wow, I did a lot. And simply just pushing forward and simply not giving up within itself is something that I should be proud of. And I feel like if sometimes, well, not just me, but I know a lot of people forget that. We forget to like commend ourselves for these smallest steps of progress because we think that, you know, it's not as magnificent as someone else's accomplishments, you know? So what I try to do and what I, what I'm doing every, well, almost every week now is like reminding myself that everyone's life is set up differently. So you and I are not gonna have the same path, but it doesn't mean that we're not gonna be successful. So I always have to keep that in mind because it is easy to look at someone else and be like, wow, they have this opportunity. Why, why, why didn't I have this opportunity? And, and I'm, I like the question that you asked because you said, or you asked if there's, there's a healthy dose of it or is it always bad? And I think it's, it's, it depends on how much you allow it to affect you. So if you just focus on, you know, what someone else has done, but you don't reflect on your own progress, then it's bad. But if you use it to say, okay, you know what, this person did this, let me look at what I, what the goals I've set out, where I am with those goals, what can I do to achieve those goals? And then you use that to push you. So like I've been um, sleeping on a lot of my thing, a lot of goals that I wanted to accomplish. And sometimes I look at someone else and I'm like, wow. So like, say for instance, I want to do like a brand photo shoot and I've been pushing it back, pushing it back. And I saw this person, you know, they did one, it was so nice. And I'm like, okay, what can I put in place to do one? So it's like, it is easy to look at someone else and you know not envy but you're like wow they did this you know why why haven't I done it yet but then at the same time it's like okay now what can you do to get there so it's always like reflecting but then putting things in place um and making action actionable steps towards your goal so that's that's how I look at it I mean I know that was a lot but that's a comparison is like one of my most passionate topics because I found myself especially this year comparing a lot I was literally just in a trance right there. Like I will be playing this part of the episode on a loop over and over and over again, especially because you said our name. So I feel like you were talking exactly to me. Honestly, that was was exactly what I needed to hear recently. Um, But I like that you, okay, first of all, I agree with your um, opinion, opinion on the healthy dose. I don't think it's always bad. I think it's just about how you're comparing and also like, there's that idea of comparing, you know, your 
present self to your past self or to your future self, which again, I think you have to be careful with because you don't want to say like, oh, well, I was so much better a couple of years ago. What happened? Or like anything like that. But when you're using it from a point of like self-development, like, okay, like this is where I was now. This is where I want to be like doing that kind of comparison. I also love that you mentioned self-reflection because I think you're right. Like we forget how much we've accomplished because we're so busy looking at what everybody else has. And the thing that I've learned about comparison is like, and this is probably like a lot related to social media, because that's where you kind of see a lot of people's accomplishments or what you think is an accomplishment in your head. And it's like, you don't actually know the full story behind that. Like, you don't know how many hours they worked. You don't know how many people said no to them. You don't know how, maybe how hard it was for them to have a baby. Like, you don't know how many horrible dating stories they may have had before they found the perfect, like the guy that makes it look like the perfect relationship on social media. Um, And so it's always good to keep that in mind. Like, you don't even know what you're comparing to. There's a quote that I like. It's like, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. And like, you will never know like what chapter someone else is on. So there's no point in comparing to them. I'm, I, I'm so glad you spoke about social media because when I finish, I'm like, wow, I forgot to say a big, a big factor that um, contributes to comparison is social media, because that's where we get to see everyone's accomplishments. That's where we get to see what everyone is doing. But then it's also, so I don't want to say this I mean, it is deceiving in a sense, but you don't know the full story. So you have no idea what other what that other person did to like <clears throat> get to where they're at. So you also have to be mindful too that you don't know the full story. So you shouldn't really, you know, base your accomplishments or base your success off of someone else's. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't want to say social media is deceiving either, but like, you know, it's, it, it's really easy to post about something Um strategically so that it comes across the way you want it to but that's not actually like how you felt in the moment or at the time um I had a trip that I went on I don't want to share too many details because I don't want to like you know say anything but I had a trip that I went on and I felt a need to share about it on social media because you know people that's kind of like what I do and I like doing that I go went to a really cool place like people needed to know I and that well that's like the one thing like oh I think people need to know that I'm here but I wanted yeah. to share, like I had lots of pictures, lots of videos, but like on the other hand, like there was a couple of nights where like I cried myself to sleep because like I was so homesick or I actually wasn't, you know, enjoying it as much as I thought I was going to. Um, but I never specifically said in a caption, like, I love it here. Or, like I'm having the best time because I'm like, I'm not going to lie, but you know, that's kind of implied when you're posting about the place that you're in. Yeah, I mean, and just as you were speaking, the word came to mind. It's not deceiving. I was looking for it, but it's misleading mm-hmm. because it, it don't always share the full details. Because just like what you said, there are a lot of times, you know, you might post a pic and you look so happy, but any moment or even afterwards, you're you're sad and no one knows. I mean, and I always say this: no one knows unless they know. So it's like you can never really know unless you know that person like inside and out, and they've shared those details with you. So it could be very misleading at times. Exactly. And another thing that came to mind too, like on this topic was how like a lot of times we compare like where we are to where other people are. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, first of all, what if that's not your goal? Like, I'm just going to use like marriage as an example. Like I do want to get married. And I, and like, in my head, I do consider that like, I don't want to say it's an accomplishment, but like, it's like a big milestone, you know, but like to everybody getting married is not a milestone. So they don't want to constantly be feeling like, 
ashamed of the fact that they don't want to get married because people are like, oh, so when are you getting married? Oh, so when are you having a kid? Like, what if that's not what you want? (laughs) You know? So I don't know. That's something I see a lot of times. And and other people might prioritize work over that, like, or even in like the stage of the life they're in. Like, I feel that a lot right now, like being in my twenties, because like, <clears throat> I just finished university. And I feel like once you like get to like, I guess, past this school age, but I don't want to say that because you can go to school at any time. Like, let's say like into your like early twenties, I guess, like 21, 22, like people at my age are starting to get married. Like people my age are having kids and people my age are like still like people my age are partying in clubs, people my age are in school, like there's all these different things and accomplishments and achievements is going to look different to each of us, especially in that stage of life. Like for me, I don't want to get married anytime soon. Like I don't want to, because I have so many other things that I want to accomplish and do first. And so Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel lesser than, you know, someone who is getting married now because that's their goal. And they shouldn't feel lesser because they don't want to do like what I want to do. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I love how you said that because it is important to acknowledge what your goals are. So if you're, so let's use a random example. So let's just say someone has like a, you know, they became like a VP in a company or something like that. And let's just say your goal is to do something completely different. Like you want to be an artist or you want to, you know, you don't want to go along that corporate route um, or path, let me say, path instead. It is easy. It is easy to compare, but at the same time, you snap. You have to like snap back and be like, okay, that's not my goal. I have no reason to feel, you know, any sense of like jealousy or any sense of like negativity because I'm not where that person is. So it is important to understand what you want for yourself because it is easy to look at other people and compare. But if it's not something that you want, then you know, I think it's easier to like not feel that sense of, um, I don't know what was the word, but like to not feel too bad or not come down too hard on yourself because you're not there. So I love how you said it. It is important to focus on what you want to accomplish and when. I love that. And while we're talking about this, I just want to transition into the next um, topic that I wanted to talk about, like the next, like the last big topic. Um, How do we let go of what other people think about us? I know, I feel like that's like kind of like a lifelong process, but do you have any like tips or advice on how we can start working through that? This is something that I have struggled with, like literally, I wouldn't say all my life, but like most of my young adult life, like teen, teen, teen years. Um, but yeah, and only now I'm like coming out of that whole allowing what people say about me to affect my well-being. And I kid you not, one thing that I always tell myself that has literally helped me push through is that everyone makes mistakes and no one is perfect. Um it is easy for other people to look at you and look on the outside or even like what we said before, look at social media and assume that they know you. But you have one, you have to know who you are. And to you, you have to like, you have to prevent, I wouldn't say prevent, but you have to make sure that other people do not define you. And it is easy to hear something about yourself and you know, like you're you're like, oh my God, how did how could somebody say this? Or like where did this person hear this from? But at the same time now, you have to remember, you know what? You know who you are. You know what you, you know your reality. And also remember that this person is not perfect within themselves and they have no, um, they don't have, they have no right to judge who you are. And that is something that has helped me push through. But at the same time, I also have a balance with it. I also have what, and I call it self-awareness. So I'm like, okay, if I hear something about myself and this person is like, you know, like, wow, she did this or maybe... I assess it and I'm like, you know what, maybe I did come across this type of way and I could work on it. But at the same time, I also try not to be too hard on myself because like I said before, 
mistakes happen and every but every every single person makes a mistake there is not one person on this planet who has not made a mistake and when you look at it from that perspective it makes you feel better because you you remember that we're all human and no one is perfect so you try not to be too hard on yourself but at the same time you identify what you need to work on and how you could progress you know how you could just like do better I love that you turn it into a tool for self-discovery like see like taking into account what they did and seeing okay maybe that's something I can fix or being able to um see that nope that's just their projection of themselves onto me and I think you're right like you can't let anybody else define um who you are like you're the only one that can define that everything else is just like their perceptions I don't know if you've read the four agreements that's like one of my favorite um books ever but I think it's the four agreements or the fifth agreement one of them it has this scene where they're talking about how you go into a theater and you're watching the movie or your life from your perspective. Then you go into the theater and watch um, your mom's movie. And you see that how your mom perceives you is not how you thought your mom perceives you. And then you go do it with your brother and like your significant other. And it's like, everybody has a different view of you. So you're yeah. never going to be able to like live up to quote unquote, everyone's expectations. Cause that's just what they are for, for them. Right. Like they expect you to be a certain way. You have to just show up how you want to show up and then they have to deal with it or not deal with it. But you, you can't like change for every single person that comes into your life. Like you have to just be yourself. And the ones that are supposed to be there that love you for who you are, are going to stick. And the other ones, like they were, they were meant to be there for um, a season. <laughs> and not have said it better myself. And like a huge part of it too is also being com- comfortable and confident within your own self and understanding, okay, I am this way, but I could also, you know, change certain things. So you just also have to make sure that you love you. I mean, it sounds very cliche, but it is true. Yeah. But you also have to understand, okay, I could, I can do better. I can improve certain things about myself. You're the only one you're stuck with forever. So might as well love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> very no, it's so true. And yeah, like, again, you can't change for every single person. And it's exhausting. Like, there's so much pressure that gets taken off if you just show up as you and then, you know, people can take it or leave it. I mean, I guess there's some instances where, yeah, like, maybe if you have a certain trait that you want to, you know, modify when you're around certain people, like, you do still have to read the room, obviously, um, and read the audience. But like, I think it's more like you don't, shouldn't you shouldn't feel the need to have to change your whole being when you're around certain people I I agree with that 100 percent um okay so another question I want to ask you is something I ask everybody that comes on the podcast um <laughs> what does confidence mean to you I mean it is a fitting question seeing that it is called the confidence club so I I love it <laughs> I know I love the branded question and for me I kind of mentioned it before but for me confidence means feeling empowered and comfortable within your own self and understanding that you don't need someone to define who you are. You don't need someone to accept you. Meaning like you don't need someone to more or less love you more than you love yourself. It's all about accepting you first and understanding that yes, you have flaws and you are working on them. But at the same time, you know, you, you, you're basically your biggest fan. And I think it's also that you, you understand that you are the way you are for a reason. So like a lot of times it's, it's very easy to like feel, um, less confident because some you may not look like someone else you know like they may have a better body type than you or they may have better hair than you I mean what is better hair but you know what I mean people do compare those things so I think it's important to understand that you know you are the way you are for a reason and God did not make any mistakes with the way that he made you and you will always find people 
um who love you for who you are like you always have people in your corner who are cheering you on and they're supporting you and they would embrace Ren- you Renel, for who you are and they're not gonna you know they're not gonna um make you feel bad for being your own person so I think it's important to feel empowered it's important to feel confident sorry comfortable and just you know um love yourself and that to me is what confidence is in a nutshell I love that answer so much. I love asking this question because everybody always says something different. So it's just like so cool to see everybody's perspective. Now, I'm sure that people are wondering where they can get more of your wisdom. So can you tell us where they can connect with you? Of course. So anyone who's interested, and I know you won't regret it, you can follow me on my page. It's called at, it's at Stony Paths and Strong Shoes. And my personal IG, if you want to connect in on a different level, let's say if like another podcast or anything like that, it's at Ronell underscore Gordon. But either way, my both pages are interlinked. So you'll always find one profile or the next one. Love it. And my, okay, my last question for you. This is also something I ask everybody in the podcast because I love these and I love hearing what everyone's favorites are. What's your favorite <laughs> inspirational or motivational quote? This is actually a really good question. When I, I thought hard about this one, but I would say my favorite quote, and it has two parts as to why I love it. It's every, for every setback, there's a comeback. Or for every every setback, it's a setup for a comeback. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's important to understand that timing is everything. So that's why I love the quote as well. Because sometimes when something doesn't work out the way that you wanted it, wanted, wanted, wanted it to, sorry, you have to understand God has a better plan. And he always knows best. So sometimes when you think, you know, you didn't get a job or you know, an opportunity fell through. It's because he has something better and he works. So it's like, I just always reflect on that. Anytime something hasn't worked out for me, I'm like, timing is everything and I'm trusting him. And every time I th- reflect on that, I always think about, in, you know, like past times when something didn't work out, where I got something better. So it's always, a, it's always like a reminder that he is, you know, he knows best and he's never going to let me down. I love that. That is so good. And I love the quote too. It's such a good one for when you're in like one of those tough times and you just need that, boost to remind you that you're on the right path well thank you so much for coming on as a guest today it was amazing to have you on the podcast Um, this was as much helpful for me as I know that it's going to be for all the listeners so I appreciate you coming on and sharing all of your wisdom and advice today of course thank you so much for having me I was so I was really excited when you asked me because we always have good conversations and we always click so I'm looking forward again, you know, maybe next time it might be my podcast and you're, you're the guest, but I'm looking forward either way to like connecting and staying in touch. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Confidence Club podcast. And I hope you're feeling inspired to take action towards your dreams. I would love to hear from you. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode and leave a rate and review so I can continue to bring you content that serves you. If you got value from this episode, share it on your socials with your friends by tagging at The Confidence Club. Want even more inspo? Follow the podcast at The Confidence Club on Instagram. Chat with you soon. Bye.